Hey everyone, before we get started, a quick note. This is one of the early episodes recorded back in 2015 before we left New Mexico and moved on to the sailing catamaran Don Treader and before we became a full-time traveling family. As you can imagine, a lot has happened since this was recorded, but I do hope you enjoy hearing this backstory. If you want to stick around until the end, I'll share how to find out what we are doing now. But first, a step back in time before we went from New Mexicast to New Mexicastaways. Enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to New Mexicast Audio Edition. I'm Rosalinda Roman, and I'm glad you're here. I'm on my way once again to some rock climbing with a friend, and it's always a good chance for me to chat. It's been a busy, busy time for my family and business-wise, and so I thought I would update you guys here on the podcast. Not sure if anybody will be listening to these episodes, but I figured... It's a chance for me to talk it through and uh, really move forward as I decide what the next step will be um, with New Mexicast. And to that end, I thought I would really talk about some of the projects that I've been spending all of my time focusing on and why uh, you guys have not seen any new uh, episodes on the actual video podcast or TV show. Um, for those of you that watch New Mexicast, you know that I finished up season two uh, back in December, a few, uh, now almost five, six months ago, and um, I have been very busy, as I've mentioned on this podcast, with some projects that are uh, heart-centered, if you will, things that I've enjoyed very much and I wanted to focus on, um, and that is making a film with the club I created at my daughter's school called Roadrunner Reels. And we are in the home stretch. I should be finishing editing that film called Sophia and the Mysterious School um, by tomorrow afternoon. And then a week from Friday, which is just a, a week and three days from now, we are having our big screening of that movie, a public screening in a big performing arts center auditorium that we have out here in the community that we live in. And uh, it's just exciting. I mean, it's been such an amazing experience. I think the last time I recorded an audio episode, I probably was in the middle of just getting started with shooting the movie. And um, now everything's shot. Everything is being edited. Uh, It's a 10-scene movie, um, which should be about half an hour in length when all is said and done. And that uh, 10-scene movie is all done except for one scene. So I'll have that finished by tomorrow night. It's funny because so many people say when they ask me, oh, are you done editing the film, knowing that it's going to be shown publicly in a week and a half. um, And I say, no, I'm, I'm working on it, but I'll get it done. They're like, nothing like waiting till the last minute. And I just chuckle because this is not last minute. Last minute would be the night before. I am. I feel well ahead of the curve. Um, but that just is how it works for me because obviously when I've done uh, the weekly TV show, I had to turn around a half hour show every week. Um, and so 
this, you know, editing one half hour over the course of the past month or so um, since we finished primary shooting. Uh, actually, it hasn't even been a month, maybe three weeks. And um, anyway, I, I just feel like I have plenty of time. I'm good. I'm golden. In fact, I'm taking Friday off and the weekend to be with my kids because that's part of my recent personal evolution, if you will. I've tried really hard to focus on creating a schedule that works for me and that I can get the things done that I want to get done work-wise, but not to the detriment of my family. And that, in the past, has been a problem. When you become an independent reporter um, or independent person of any kind, trying to find that work-life balance is so challenging. Um, there were many, many times where we would be going on a vacation, say we were down in Mexico, and the whole drive there, and then while my family was down at the beach, I was just working on editing uh, New Mexicast. So, you know, they'd be playing at the beach, and I'd be upstairs in the apartment um, editing, and then I'd be editing till the wee hours of the night, and then I'd be up again in the morning editing and trying to get things uploaded, and it just took so much time and, you know, I, I'm very grateful that I did that show. Um, I did the show that way because it really taught me to get faster and be able to meet those deadlines as an independent person. Um, it's very different when you have a boss and a deadline and, um, you know, a time slot on a TV show. It's very different than trying to do it yourself and, and basically having an arbitrary uh, deadline, if you will, um, that you make up yourself. <laughs> so keeping on task and really getting things done and learning the process of really motivating yourself when you don't have some external force motivating you, um, that was the benefit for me of New Mexicast. It taught me how to hone my skills, get quick, and um, really get clear on what I want to be doing and what I enjoy doing the most. Um, so how that applies to this film uh, you know, I feel like I can get a lot more done than people think is possible, and I'm doing it without sacrificing the time with my family. So this week is a perfect example. I guess I'll just kind of walk you through how the week is going. My goal is to finish the film by tomorrow before I pick my children up from school. And I said to myself before I started the week, knowing I had, you know, several scenes still to edit... I, my goal was to do that while still maintaining and um, participating in the things that support me as a person and my family. So, for example, I made sure to squeeze in the time to run with my friends, um, Andrea and Alicia, two days this week, so Monday, and I just finished a quick run with them just, uh, just before I'm heading to rock climbing. Um, and then I also had time yesterday to have a meeting where I am starting a new um, learning experience, um, which I'll tell you about probably on a future podcast. Um, but anyway, I, I want, I've been wanting to start learning this new thing, and I met with the instructor yesterday. And, you know, part of me thought, there's no way I can fit all of this in. But then the other part of me said, no, I, these are the things I have to do to support myself so that I enjoy the work. And then I'm, I'm very careful now that when the kids are home, I stop working. I put away the phone. I put away the 
electronics. I don't try to accomplish anything when they're home uh, because they're only home between when they get home from school or their activities and when they go to bed for, you know, it's really no more than three hours when all is said and done. They get off of school at 3.30 by the time I pick them up and get, you know, wherever we need to go. Um, my daughter has competitive gymnastics three days a week. You know, she, she practices three days a week. Um, and so that takes up a chunk of time. My other daughter has piano. My other two daughters have piano. Both daughters. I only have two daughters. Both daughters have piano one day a week. Um, and then film club is another thing that has taken up uh, one afternoon a week. Uh, and so, and then and Samuel just started t-ball and Ziva started softball, although that doesn't seem to be gelling and I don't think we're going to stick with that. But anyway, all of this to say that I made a point to focus on maintaining the things that matter to me. And part of that is letting go of the things that don't. And that's the hardest part actually is saying no when, you know, people want you to step up and do things that you just can't do. So knowing when to say when is pretty important in this. But it makes me feel so much better to know that I, I get my time for me, but I also have time for work. After I put the kids to bed, like last night, I put them to bed and they were asleep by 8.30. And so I had another couple hours to edit because my husband's out of town. Um, and so I use the time in between things to get my editing done or whatever work I'm working on. Uh, so that's kind of, oh, and then the one more, one more thing that's really critical for me to maintain my sense of well-being and, and be able to function and enjoy my family is that I wake up every morning at 5 a.m. Everybody has to be up by 6 for school, getting ready. But I wake up at 5 and I have this little nook. It's actually in my closet, literally in my closet. I have this little um, chase lounge chair or whatever. And I go in there, I light candles all around me, and I sit for an hour in silence and do my writing and don't ever don't turn on any electronics. And I just have this hour to myself of quiet time to be, you know, it's, it's almost like my meditation. I don't actually meditate like some people do, but I write in my journals, I read inspirational things that I, that I enjoy. Um, right now I'm reading a book called The Secret, which is just awesome. It's all about manifesting what you want in your life, and it's just very cool. Um, but anyway, so that is a big part of my self-care, and I think it's really hard for parents to prioritize that self-care um, in the busy schedules that we have with our kids. I mean, it seems like everybody's kids have you know so many activities and so much going on that it feels like you can't take the time for yourself but I find I am so much more productive when I do take that little bit of time here and there, and I'm such a better parent. And you can ask my kids. I'm, I, if I get my exercise in and I, I'm doing the things that support me, then I'm able to support them. And I think my husband would probably tell you the same thing. Um, so that's my big focus, obviously, has been on getting this film done. And we're going to have the big screening next Friday, and I'm very excited about that. Um, but there's another project that I'm working on, and I want to kind of talk about that here now because this is really the next evolution of what I'm doing and part of why I wanted to start this audio podcast and staying connected with all of you in the process of um, moving forward to the next thing. So let me just tell you about that. I have been 
as I've mentioned to you, I run with a friend, Andrea Vincent, and um, I run with other friends too, but in particular, she's the one that pushes me and has encouraged me to do all of this uh, running, which I love. Um, And something fascinating about her that I learned, she just moved here from Virginia at the beginning of the school year. She has three kids, same ages, around the same ages as my kids. Um, Her youngest is a little younger than Samuel, but... Um, anyway, she created many years ago a website called seemommyrun.com. And it is an outlet that brings people together, women, mommies, uh, to connect in real life for to create like walking, running, whatever groups. Um, it's, I, I like to say that it, it's, it was meetup before meetup existed. Um, and it's combining kind of meetup with Map My Run, which is uh, the idea that, you know, you have a way to track your fitness and things like that. So Andrea and her husband, they work together um, actively on this website that has been a great success. I mean, by all accounts, it's been tremendously successful um, as a community. They have 64,000 members at the time of this recording, which is just a phenomenal number. These are, many of them are active and people are connecting and it's, it goes from the internet to connecting in real life. And it's just an astounding thing. Um, But over the years, it has not brought in the revenue that it should um, as a business venture and especially for the amazing things that they've created. Well, enter New Mexicast, and in particular, enter uh, Nathan, my husband, who really has an eye for business. He's a doctor, but before he was a doctor, he was an engineer and um, a business owner. And he is very smart about how to, um, I I like to call him a a fixer, (laughs) because he fixes things that need a little extra help. And I think we've talked about this, but this goes back to um, the idea Roger James Hamilton has of uh, the four geniuses and how people each have their own brand of genius and um, one of them is the blaze genius and all of that. I think I've talked about that on this podcast. I'm a blaze genius, which is more about the people and um, there's tempo and dynamo geniuses, which Nathan and Andrea are. And then there's the steel genius, which is the ones that um, are more about the numbers and and logistics. So anyway, this team that we've built is working to revamp See Mommy Run. And we're launching a new website and we're, um, we're creating a podcast. She and I are now doing a podcast, um, which we've recorded several already to, to have them in the can by the time we actually launch the, the website. And um, we're going to create a membership because um, See Mommy Run has always been free. And that will remain the case. But we are going to create a really cool membership version of See Mommy Run, basically, where people, it's going to be See Mommy Run Elite. And this elite membership will allow people to get really cool perks and benefits and basically join um, another community, another layer of the See Mommy Run community. So um, I've been working really hard on that in the time that I'm not working on the film, which actually this, this week it's all been about the film. And in case you were wondering what I've been busy doing, I've been making a film with 26 kids and 
about half a dozen uh, volunteer professionals, and I have been uh, working on revamping and uh, renovating Sea Mommy Run. So that's my new business venture. New Mexicast is actually um, buying Sea Mommy Run, so that be- that comes under the umbrella of New Mexicast. So there'll still be some connection there, and um, I don't know what that means for New Mexicast itself for the future. Um, the brand certainly lends itself to the kind of stories that I've done and um, creating um, more of a New Mexico-centric, um, positive, family-friendly story um, location. But for now, the kind of work I've done in the past to um, create the stories and all those different episodes, I am not working on that right now. Um, I, f- I found that as much as I loved much of it, it was starting to really weigh on me as an obligation and um, it was taking so much time away from my family that I don't want to do that kind of thing again. I want to do something that offers me a better balance and also supports, it, it allows me to use the skills that are more within my natural flow and natural um, abilities. You know, I have certain talents and certain natural abilities. Um, And, you know, among the things that I'm good at is I'm a certified pro in Final Cut X, which is uh, Final Cut 10. I actually went and got my certification because I edited all those episodes of New Mexicast by myself, and I taught myself how to uh, use the program, and I became pretty good, I guess. And so I really enjoy the editing side, and I'm, I'm working on that, obviously, on the film. Um, and I enjoy the on-camera, and I enjoy the interviews. Um, but sometimes when you pull things together, they don't uh, necessarily work as well as um, working on those skills individually. So, um, and, and a big part of it was knowing that as a business venture, it was a lot like See Mommy Run. Basically, you know, I put a lot of good stuff out, um, but I didn't have a support team to bring anything in. Um, I had the opportunity to sell ads on New Mexicast um, when it became a TV show or even when it was a video podcast, but that's not my skill set. And I tried several times to get like salespeople on board. I had meetings to try to get um, people, and I tried to s- sell ads, but it just wasn't what I was good at, and it always made me feel like as much as I, you know, I knew I was doing good work, I always had this sense that I kind of, the, it failed as a business venture. Um, I had a few great sponsors, um, Dr. Riachi, the uh, Albuquerque dentist here in town, and um, uh, Dr. Mark Arcuri, when he had a, a boot camp and beyond, um, he sponsored it, and even the New Mexico Bed and Breakfast Association sponsored uh, an episode uh, way back. But none of that was enough to cover the cost of New Mexicast even um, because it wasn't consistent. And I, again, didn't have a team to support that. Plus I was um, pretending to be webmaster and um, social media coordinator. And I did, I literally did everything. There is, uh, there's maybe, I had about three episodes maybe a total of five episodes that actually were shot by someone else. Um, I had Brandon Dent shoot um, the Rainforest Exotics uh, episode way back in the beginning. Um, I had Brian Katie uh, did a natural sound story about fly fishing um, when I was living on the boat. 
And then Jonathan Craycroft shot three of the stories um, from the series about um, home building in Rocky Point in uh, Puerto Penasco, Mexico. So I did have those out of, that's out of like 60 stories that I did. So I mostly shot everything other than those few. Thank you to those three awesome guys, by the way. Um, And social media, um, I tried to get like my sister Rebecca uh, tried to help a bit and my friend Don Marshall tried to help a bit. Um, but that's about it. Uh, the rest of it was me. And, um, I really needed to have a team in place and I didn't know how to build that. I wasn't in a place where I could do that. It was all I could do to get the show together and still, you know, be a mom and be there for my kids. So now that I've had a minute to breathe and, I'm able to kind of regroup, I see that there's a lot of things I loved about New Mexicast, and um, I'm not willing to give all of that up, but I definitely realize it needed to evolve, and so that's what I'm working on. I'm not making any promises either way, because, <laughs> you know, the future is always uh, lots of possibilities, but I just, I just wanted to kind of fill you guys in here. Because if anyone is really listening now, that means you're one of the awesome ones, the loyal listeners and viewers, and you're probably wondering, what in the world is Rosalinda doing? So that's what I'm doing. I'm making a film, I'm revamping See Mommy Run, and uh, we'll see where that leads in the future. I have a lot of really exciting ideas, um, and so for now, I guess New Mexicast is now an audio podcast until I announce otherwise. Um, if you guys have some feedback and you want to suggest some ideas, I am absolutely open to anything at this point. Um, you can always reach me on my email. That's rlr at newmexicast.com. And uh, just give me a call, uh, an email and just give me an email and let me know your thoughts about this venture and um, any other things you'd like to see in the future. Um, that's it. Thank you for, for listening. I'm pulling up to the rock climbing gym, so I'm going to go get my rock climbing on. And uh, I will talk to you again in the near future. Thanks for listening. Bye. Once again, I marvel at how much has happened since this was recorded back in 2015. I'm happy to report that I continued these recordings throughout the process of buying, prepping for, and moving on to the Dawn Treader sailing catamaran. So you will have that to look forward to in future episodes. For now, you can find us as New Mexicast on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, or just go to newmexicast.com for all the content that I have there. And if you want to support this show, please consider joining the New Mexico Castaways crew. You can do that at patreon.com slash newmexicast, which is where we will share a lot more content, including photos and videos from each of these podcast episodes, plus updates on where this crazy crew is now. Thanks again for listening and supporting our enchanting adventures. I'm Rosalinda Roman, who you just heard was... Samuel. Yep, and this is New Mexico Castaways. <laughs>